Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T, Teresa Lee here. Hey, I know you can't wait for our annual end-of-the-year clip show to close out 2022, but before we get to that, I've got a special bonus episode for you this week. Okay, today I'm switching things up a bit. I'm bringing you a preview of another podcast that I enjoy, and I think you will too. It's called Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso. It's a different kind of weekly interview show. You know, in the way that I'm also different, we're different. Different is good. We are different. Confidants are different, so we will like this. All right. Each Sunday, Sam, the host, invites an actor, a writer, an activist, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Just like you can tell me anything. Yep. It invites guests to let it all out, except their guests are often more famous. But you know what? We're all going to be famous one day, so it's all good for all of us. Sam's conversations, including the one you'll hear today with comedian Abby Jacobson. Yeah, what's up, Broad City? UCB, hey. They're driven by curiosity, compassion, and an abundance of research, okay? I love abundance. In this preview, Abby describes her solo cross-country road trip from New York to Los Angeles in 2017 and what it meant to make it again this year with her now fiancé, Jody Balfour, and the story of how they got engaged. Oh, I love love. So that's going to be real fun. And if you like what you hear, I'd recommend checking out Sam's talks with other comedians like Jenny Slate. What's up? I loved Obvious Child. So good. Judd Apatow, Meg Stalter, Nick Kroll, Quinta Brunson, Bill Hader. Also, Resma Manikam has an episode. Boom. You know I stand Resma hard. So check out that episode. You can hear all those conversations and the full interview with Abby on Talk Easy, available wherever you get your podcast. As the fourth season wraps in the edit, you decide to do a cross-country expedition and write this book that I'm holding in my hand. I have a passage from it, if that's all right. Oh, yeah, for me to read. Okay. As a certifiable workaholic, I knew the only way I'd be able to get away and process this transformative relationship and the frustration I was still carrying around was if I created a project. So I made a plan. We were scheduled to finish editing on the last day in June, Friday the 13th. And from then on, I had three weeks until I needed to be on the West Coast. I would leave Sunday, July 2nd at the butt crack of dawn and drive across the country to Los Angeles alone. That was what I would do. When my main distraction was set to end, I'd skip town and cook up another. This type of situation was exactly what horizons were there for to drive right into. That cross-country trip, how do you understand it now? I don't think I wrote about it in the book, but I decided to do the road trip. But in order to do it, I like sold the book because I was like, I have to create a project to then force me to do the thing I know I need to do. And what was that? Like go away and like really have to think about it because working that much while I was so devastated was a crutch and a life raft and all those things. But it also was like, it like shoved the processing to like the 3 a.m. hour, the sleepless night and not the processing I really needed. And I think a lot of it was also just feeling so late in life, sort of figuring out one's sexuality. But like, I felt really stunted and really that was also the processing of sort of like, 
oh, am I overreacting to this? And just, I just needed to be alone. And I'd never driven across the country. I've been thinking a lot about that cross country trip I took in 2017 because I just did it again. The same trip you did in 2017. I mean, a little bit of a different uh, route. (laughs) I went a little bit north, but I, yeah, I was with my dog. I was with this in the same Mini Cooper that I drove then, but I was with my partner who I'm now engaged to. So it was a very... Wait, wait. Now who's bearing the lead of this? (laughs) Well, it's like... It's very difficult for me to say fiance because that's such like a specific word. Um, <laughs> Why is it hard? I don't know. It's so I feel like I have to like start a blog with the <laughs> <laughs> with the word fiance. But I thought about that a lot on that trip. I mean, it's wild that I was I still can't believe I was coming to you <laughs> in L.A. the first time. But I kind of feel like I'm coming to you again right now. Like literally this week, we just landed. And that Mini Cooper broke down halfway through this time. But I mean, I was with my best friends now. And yeah, it's nuts. I'm going to get married to her. So it almost sounds like you're asking me to officiate the wedding. Sam. Is this an invitation? This is a audio international (laughs) invitation. Okay. Hold this on. is a really good idea now, <laughs> no, no, and I'm going to go no. home and talk to her about you work, Yeah, you workshop that. Okay, let's, hold on. Doing this trip again with the woman that's going to become your wife, how did that feel in contrast with the solo 2017 journey? It's so lovely when you unintentionally do a thing again and realize I'm in the same space and then to be in such a different space in your life. I just feel so grounded and like I've come to this whole new sort of appreciation and love of life now that I guess I'm going to just forever keep driving back and forth across the country milestones <laughs> of my life. <laughs> this is maybe a strange question, but was getting married something you always wanted to do? I think it was always something I would do. It's like in this country and in the content you see, it just sort of seems like the thing you do. I mean, when I was a kid, I always thought I would be marrying a man. And then that really like went away. It started to go away more just when I moved to New York and I was like, people live differently. And maybe I, my friends in New York and LA sort of get married a little bit later. And it started moving a little bit away from what I thought my future would be. And then it moved farther and farther away, I think. As you were making Broad City? Kind of, yeah. I just, those personal celebrations and those personal milestones sort of felt like more blurry and not as clear. And I started to sort of feel like maybe that was okay. And listen, where we are right now, where gay marriage seems to be back on the table as something that might be taken away, I feel really different I'm going all over the place, but I'm just sort of like... No, but that's the backdrop. That is the backdrop where I just like the union of marriage and like where it comes from is something I started to be like, what is this? You're like your property given away and all that. But I think with Jody, I mean, that's not how I feel about it. I feel like it's just, I love a wedding. I love a celebration of love and seeing a partnership sort of like take that next step into whatever 
they want to do together, whatever marriage means to them. And so that's kind of how I feel about it. To be honest, I don't think I ever really thought I would get married. And now I'm very excited to do so. The juxtaposition of the joy you're feeling with the current political climate, it's kind of overwhelming in a way. Yeah. I mean, with Roe, too, being overturned, I think you're it's shocking and also not at the same time where you're like, right, okay, the world is what it is and sort of always has been to a certain extent. And you feel like you're, you know, I'm surrounded by people that feel the same way as I do. And then you're like, wait, but this country is just sort of was built on a lot of the oppositional feelings. So I don't know, I kind of just got to lean into the joy of it. I think we do have to lean into the joy of it because otherwise... It's so profoundly depressing. I saw this quote, this Mary Oliver quote. It was about even if there's a crumb of joy, savor it. Mm -hmm. Even if there is the littlest crumb, like do not waste that crumb. And it's infuriating right now. We could go through the day being fully angry and terrified and infuriated and all of that. But there's still a lot of crumbs that we have to, like, hold on to. So let's leave on a crumb then. <laughs> You've dated a fair bit of people in your life, I assume. Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> it's going to be the headline from this podcast. You know what? I almost said hundreds, and then I was like, go for the gold. I'm just <laughs> what have you found in Jody that you didn't find elsewhere? I think it's ultimately about finding someone who really sees you. So I think we really see each other and want to see each other and like continually want to hear each other and see each other and know each other in all the ways. I think I found someone who's really excited to do that work to really uncovering who we are. And that's like a journey. I mean, I hope that's always going to be part of the journey because we're both going to change and and everyone does. And I think that that's, I think I found a partner who's in it with me to sort of keep uncovering stuff. And also someone who is always, always looking for those crumbs with me. So, I mean, I felt really lucky. Okay. Here's my last question. Okay. Because you sprung this on me. Okay. This was not, this was not planned. This was not in my notes. Who proposed and how? Oh, man. Do I want to tell that part? <laughs> is it why? Is it bad? No, it's so good. Okay, I'll tell, I'll tell. We were in London and I'd been carrying around. This is so right on the money here <laughs> of what I've talked about myself. I'd been carrying around a little watch ring that I used to wear as a kid. Little plastic ring, but the, it's a teeny little... Like mm -hmm. watch buckle. For whatever reason, I kept it in my room to remind myself of like, I love that kid that wore that because that's like a rad little kid. And I, I didn't want to get her a ring ring yet. I wasn't sure what. I don't know. I just thought that felt very significant. And I carried the ring around the whole time I was in London visiting her. And then knowing that I was going to gonna do it one day, I did it. I was so nervous. I'm not going to say exactly how, because I'm going to keep that for us. But I will say I did it, and we're both crying, and she 
She goes, you little shit. <laughs> I been carrying around a fucking ring this whole time, too. She had a real one for me. She didn't give me her, her childhood watch ring. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that, that, I, I was so, I was not expecting that. Like, we both had been thinking about that, wanting to do that the same exact times. Really, really nuts. It was meant to be? It was meant to be. I will officiate the wedding for free. I was just going to say, the invitation is yours. <laughs> I've so enjoyed this. Thank you for uh, for coming here and sitting with me. Thank you so much. What a full honor. You know how I feel about you. You know how I feel about this podcast. I feel really, it is my joy and my complete pleasure to come on here and get to spill my guts. Abby Jacobson, <laughs> anytime. That was a preview of Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso from Pushkin Industries. You can hear more from Talk Easy wherever you get your podcasts. That's Talk Easy, T-A-L-K-E-A-S-Y, with a space in between. Y'all know how to spell. Catch you later.